Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Talking in Circles. I am Clayton Caldwell with Philip Matthew and Spencer Cowan tonight as we bring you another great episode of Talking in Circles. Anytime you want to talk on the show, give us a call at 917-889-8280 here, and we'll get you on the air. Talking about all things NASCAR today, all three series moves out west. They, they start the West Coast Swing in the Cup Series. They go to Vegas, Phoenix, and then California the next three weeks. All three series are in Las Vegas Motor Speedway this weekend. Uh, it's going to be a very interesting race on the Cup Series side of things. We'll dive into that. Plus, who is NASCAR's next big superstar? We'll dive into the Xfinity Series and the Truck Series. I'll have our guys give us our thoughts. And the schedule. Uh, what, what do we want the schedule to look like here? There's a lot of talk about NASCAR maybe jumbling up the schedule in 2021 when they have the opportunity to do so. How many short tracks do we want? How many road courses? How many is too many road courses? Believe it or not, is there such a thing as too many short track races? We'll talk to that. Plus, what does the future look like for NASCAR? All that and more. It's 917-889-8280. Talking in circles. Again, it's Clayton Caldwell, Philip Matthew, Spencer Cowan here tonight on Talking in Circles. Uh, Las Vegas Motor Speedway this weekend. For the Cup Series, Xfinity Series, and Truck Series, trucks run Friday night, Saturday for the Xfinity Series, and a Sunday race, of course, for the Cup Series. Uh, triple header weekend, Philip. What kind of racing do you expect? Las Vegas, you know, when this first track first came on the schedule, it was not one of my favorite uh, places to go, to say the least. It was, it was a tough watch. But I feel like since they made their configurations, this track's really come around. He's always seems to put on a pretty decent show there. What are your thoughts this weekend uh, with the NAS with the new rule package in the Cup Series? Uh, the real rule, rule the, the real rule, new rule package in the Cup Series. What are your thoughts uh, getting ready for Vegas? I figure that we'll get the true indication of what this what the circuit's supposed to look like this the season uh, in terms of the cup series, I figure that the racing, the qualifying, all of the, it's going to be a weekend that even the practices I'm kind of curious about it is, uh, I've never been somebody who's been a major Las Vegas motor speedway fan. I mean, even though my drivers over time have been successful there, especially um, since they reconfigured the track, but the, I think it's a, it's a good place to. It, they'll get more view, get more viewers, and there'll be more interest in this weekend's race than there has been in any Las Vegas race outside of probably the first one and then the Chase playoff race last September. And yeah, uh, and I it's it's uh, the testing showed pack type racing. There's less it didn't seem like there was as much arrow wash uh issues where people weren't able to pass but after last week's race at Atlanta um, there is some concern in from to me uh, about how they'll be able to uh run but hey you know everything is new you have to I want to keep an open mind before I condemn or sign off on this rules package. I want to be able to see how it actually runs at a cookie cutter that has, that's been, you know, changed 
And so, I mean, that to me, I'm open-minded in terms of what's going to happen this weekend. I, I know the Xfinity package, or it doesn't really matter what package you're running. Uh, Kyle Busch is in the race, so it's yeah. basically over already. And the truck series race, I mean, there's only 32 trucks, and Kyle Busch is in that race. So more than likely, he's going to win that one, too. So he'll probably, in my mind, he'll have a chance to get the uh, triple triple up like he's done a couple of times in his career, at least at Bristol, and uh, and I think that's why he's only done it twice. But knowing how many yeah. races the guy's won, I think he's done it more than that, maybe. But right, yeah, it's gonna yeah. be an interesting weekend at Vegas. All three series are there, like I said, and and Spencer, what are your thoughts? I mean. Uh, Philip talked about Kyle Busch being in all three races. That's an interesting uh, scenario because we saw what he did last week in the Truck Series race uh, at Atlanta Motor Speedway. Uh, he's going to be really, really good in the Xfinity Series race. You have a feeling he's in his hometown racetrack. And Joe Gibbs is a is a great um, is a great team that you know is probably going to be prepared with this new rule package, probably better than anybody. What are your thoughts on um, on Kyle Busch's chances to win these these? all three races this weekend and the overall rule package for the cup series at Las Vegas motor speedway. Well, first I'll start with the Kyle Busch. I mean, there's a lot of great, uh, young talent in the trucks, truck series, but it's Kyle Busch. And there's a lot of great teams that are fast, but once again, it's Kyle Busch. Anything can happen. Uh, in the Xfinity series, you know, yeah, he has to go against Christopher Bell, you know, Christopher Bell is in the same, same equipment that he is so basically it's just talent between those two and Christopher Bell is not gonna let him just go on by it's gonna be a great show between those two because they're definitely gonna be up front and in the Cup Series you know he I know it's Atlanta but he really didn't uh have such a a stellar run at uh Atlanta so this new rules package we're However they run here is how they're, I think they're going to run the rest of the year because, you know, this is where we really see how the new rules package is. But he definitely has a shot in my eyes to sweep Vegas because anything he gets in, he's a threat to win. So watch out. It could be a accomplished show all weekend long. It, it very well could be. Um, you know, I'm interested to see how he does in the Xfinity Series, like you said, with Christopher Bell there. Christopher Bell is an interesting t- topic himself. And that kind of leads us to our next point here. Um, you know, NASCAR's next big superstar, guys, I'm, I'm going to ask you a question, and I just want an answer from you. Um, you can go into a little bit of detail for sure, but I'm just curious, you know, and basically what I'm looking for is guys who haven't made their cup debut yet, and that includes Christopher Bell, or I guess Ross Chastain we can put in there too, if you like him. But uh, one driver or one one driver really from each series that you expect to be a cup champion down the road. Uh, Spencer, I'll start with you in the truck series. Is there a truck series driver to you that you look at and say, I expect them to, to be a cup champion down the road? Uh, not, well, obviously the veterans of the trucks, they're stuck in trucks their whole career. The only one that really stands out in the truck series. Well, that's tough actually. Um, between sponsorship and all the backing they have that could get them the cup, I would either either say Todd Gillen or Harrison Burton. Future, they're not going to go in now and win championship. But really, those are the only two 
that I think could even make it to cup, honestly, just because of their, like I said, their funding and all that. Um, and for the Xfinity series, I mean, Christopher Bell and I, I would say Ross Chastain, if he got a top tier ride, he's a phenomenal race car driver, as we all know. For sure. I think, um, Chastain's definitely a guy you can put in that category. He's going to be really interesting to watch here next year if a couple of rides come open in the Cup Series. Uh, Philip Matthew, how about you? You know, NASCAR's next big superstar, kind of an interesting topic. I mean, uh, Truck Series is very interesting, as Spencer alluded to. A lot more drivers who are in that series as, as veterans than they are as young kids. I, po- I personally point to a guy like Brett Moffitt. I think Brett Moffitt could be a guy who could really um, take – Take, go to the Cup Series and really win a lot of races in the right equipment. Um, you know, and, and then you have Harrison Burton and, um, like like Spencer said, uh, Todd Gilliland. But I still think there's still a little bit more uh, – there's still got a lot more work to do than, than Brett Moffitt. I think Moffitt, if he has the right opportunity, he's one or two years away from really being a factor in the Cup Series because he's got so much experience. He's got a lot of Cup experience. He's got a lot of the Xfinity Series experience. And he's got he's been in the truck series here now for a couple of years. Um, how about you, Philip? Uh, I'll give my Xfinity pick after you. But what do you think about the trucks in the Xfinity series, and who will be the next Cup champion out of those series? Well, that's the thing. You you had, you had said guys who hadn't made a Cup debut, and I mean I would have I would have said Moffitt, but the reality is he's already run you know, 45 cup races in his career. He got the MWR screw job like so many people have before him uh, over the years. And, I mean, the list is legendary at this point. I mean, the fact that he has awkward run-ins with Martin Truex on an almost regular basis is funny because he screwed him over too. And Clint Boyer. Uh, But, well, that was a whole itch thing. Uh, In terms of getting back on topic, in terms of the trucks, I was going to say, like, in Spencer mentioned it with the two Kyle Busch guys. I mean, I was going to flat out, you know, go with Harrison. Uh, I, I see a lot of potential and the family lineage and all that, I think, in, is in his favor. I think Harrison is there. But I, I'll go out. I'll go further out. I'll go and say Sheldon Creed, the defending ARCA Series champion, uh, protege of Robbie Gordon, a kid who has proven himself on the off-road racing scene. And once upon a time, a guy named Jim Johnson, I think he's won a lot of races in uh, Cup. Uh, He's done some things in Cup, I believe. Uh, He's an off-road racer. And there's been guys who came from that field and actually done some work, like Brennan Gawne as well. I think Sheldon Creed is somebody who has the potential and the ability with the time and support to really go and make something happen in uh, in NASCAR in general and hopefully in Cup. For the Xfinity Series, current drivers that are there, Chris Bell's the go-to. We talk about him regularly. It's almost uh, we should make a like a shrine to Chris Bell uh, here. I'm talking in circles. Uh, but in other than him or, you know, Ross Chastain has become a, a go-to name in the last year or so, I'll, I'll go and say another, you know, second or uh, generation driver 
I'll go and say John Hunter, uh, John Hunter Nemechek. I've been a fan of his. I mean, he's had his moments where I've questioned uh, what he's done or some of the moves he's made. And uh, Cole Custer tried to kill him at uh, Montreal. And Moss Sport the one year after you ran him off the racetrack, and it was it was deserved. Uh, but or actually no, you know, and it, there I have two names, but both of them uh, is Chase Briscoe. Uh, that's a guy I've been following from the USAC ranks, and Tony believed in him enough to go and put him out there and run this year full time. He won the Roval last year and, and John Hunter Nemechek who's won in trucks and he's won in Xfinity last year. Those are two guys. So I, I doubled up on that answer, but though those are two guys that I think, especially Chase Briscoe because of who you drive for, I think has a potential in time to uh, be a champion in cup. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of guys in the Xfinity Series this year I feel like you can put in there. Um, and my bad there on picking Moffitt, who's made the cup starts there. Uh, I, I forgot I left that little part in there when I discussed and it earlier. theoretically, um, Chastain is a regular in the cup series. In the cup series. He is, theoretically. But yeah. we haven't seen him in a in a big-time – not Moffitt, too. We haven't really seen him in a big-time ride. That's why. I but said, still. Yeah, big-time team. But yeah. still, you know, uh, it's it's – He's going to be very interesting to watch here, I think. Um, and I said this last year. Yes, I don't know how you guys feel about this. Um, you know, and, and this is getting a little bit off topic here, but I said this on this show last year that if I was Roush Fenway, I would have done everything in my power to get Ross Chastain in the sixth car last year, um, or for this year, getting getting him into the sixth car this year um, instead of Ryan Newman. And people thought I was crazy, but that's how good he ran that 42 car a year ago. So, um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with him. He runs anything he gets, and he always seems to, to achieve it. I mean, he, he's been great in the truck series this year. He's ninth in points in Xfinity right now, um, and, and that's with a ride at the four car. So he's done a very good job so far. This year, we know what he did last year. Newman, Newman has sponsorship, though. Yeah, yeah, he does, and he's a bigger name. I think he can sell sponsorship there. Yeah. Um, so I, And he's an engineered type, and they need to work on their race cars at Rosh Fenway. There's no doubt about that. Uh, so I think that's why they lean that way, but I just felt Roush, for the first time in their career, in their team's history, never had that next young kid that was ready to come up the cup and win a lot of races. Jack was always a guy who could always um, a, a race team with was always a, a guy who had a good eye for talent. Whether it was Mark Martin, Greg Biffle, Matt Kenseth, I mean, he always seemed to even Ted Musgrave who. Uh, you know, I know he didn't want to race there, but he had some really nice years in that 16 car for a little while. Um, you know, and the list goes on Carl Edwards, he found, you know, so these are guys that he saw and, and produced David Reagan, all these guys that have been cup series regulars for a long time that are, that are cup names, you know, he, he helped, uh, bring up to the cup series. So, um, it was sort of weird because they never had that last year, you know, with Ryan Reese sort of fading out the way he did, uh, the Bush brothers too, right? Kurt and Kyle, he had. Chris Busher, another guy. It's just Jack's always had the next big young kid that was ready to go, and for the first time in his career and team history, they didn't have that. They don't even have an Xfinity Series team this year, so uh, it's really shocking. So now he's going to have to pull the big the big name driver from somebody else's race team, which is very possible. We've seen Rick Hendrick do it a million times. We've seen a lot of two people do it a million times, but that's not the way Jack operates. So I thought maybe if you could get your hands on Chastain. That, then you have your driver in the sixth car for a decade. 
hypothetically, and I think he can get the most out of your equipment. But, you know, it's a moot point because um, Ryan Newman's there and Chastain's in the Xfinity series. But that was what my thought process was last year um, before they hired Ryan Newman in that six car. Uh, but I'm going to go with my Xfinity series regular guys. I'm going to say who you said earlier was Chase Briscoe. I think Chase Briscoe's a guy to look at for sure. He's a great young driver. Uh, won on the dirt race last year. Still think he's a year, at least two years, maybe three years away. John Hunter Nemechek running his first full-time season in the Xfinity Series. I think that is a name to look at. Again, two years down the road. In immediate future, definitely Christopher Bell, um, you know, because I think he's there next season in the immediate future. So, um, yeah, it's going to be wild to see here uh, how these young kids produce and how, how who's next, really, who's next to, to be a champion in cup that we kind of see down the horizon 10, 15 years down the road. 917-889-8280, Talking Circles. Clayton Caldwell, Philip Matthew, and Spencer Cowan here tonight. Uh, much more to talk about. we we got so much to talk about. Here's something I, I want to pick you guys' brains about. You know, uh, the fan council, NASCAR's fan council, got asked about the variety of schedules. You know, and, and what I mean by the variety, Spencer and, and, and Philip, and what I want to get your opinion on is basically how many is the right amount? How many uh, – um, uh, mile and a half tracks do we need? How many road courses do we need? How many super speedway races do we need? How many short tracks do we need? Et cetera, et cetera. Um, so I'm, I'm going to start off with you, Philip. And, and listen, I, I'll, I'll come out and give my opinion first here. I'm an old school racer. I'm an old school fan. So there's a lot of fans out there who'd want to see six, seven road course races on the NASCAR schedule. I'm not one of those people. I will come out and say that right now. I think we are getting too much like everybody else. I think what made NASCAR so great was it was unique, you know, and it was a, it was a sort of like a, a series that had all kinds of tracks. We didn't really um, go to road courses because that was the other series. That was for IndyCar. That was for Formula One. And if you want to watch – the way I always look at it is, and this is awful to say, but this is true, if you want to go watch um, road courses, there's four or five other series in the, country, in the, in the world that, that run road course races. NASCAR is not for you, um, but you know a lot of people love road course racing, and I know I'm in a minority on that. So to me, I think two or three at most for the road course races is enough. I want to definitely see more short tracks. We have six short track races. That's not enough. Bristol, Martinsville, two at Bristol, two at Martinsville, and two at Richmond. Uh, I want to see us go to Nashville. I'd like to see us try Iowa. I'd like to see us maybe even try uh, IRP. You know, there's talk about weekend races and stuff like that. It would be cool to maybe put like IRP on a Wednesday night and then go to Indianapolis that Sunday. Uh, it'd be, it would be fantastic if we do that in the cup series. So Philip, I'll get your opinion first on this whole schedule. Do you like weekend races, weekday races? Uh, do you like uh, short tracks? Do you like, we want to see more road courses. Do you want to see more super speedways? What are your thoughts on the schedule moving forward? Because here in 20 and not, maybe not in 2020, but in 2021, I think that's going to be a big change for NASCAR moving forward. Yeah, Clay, I mean, this is uh, something, like, I've had conversations with friends of mine that are fans of the sport and on Facebook and on social media in general. I mean, this is a this is a big topic of conversation, and obviously the fan council believes that, too, because they're trying to get the lay of the land. As somebody who loves all different types of racing, whether it's two four-wheels, whether it's on pavement dirt, um, Variety works for me, um, and which is one of the main problems with NASCAR's schedule. Uh, the 
just the sheer amount of cookie cutter tracks on the schedule has made has really made the sport uh, has gotten it farther away from the roots and it's gotten farther away from what made the sport great in the 90s before they started expanding. They had Wilkesboro. They ran away from Wilkesboro because they said it's in the middle of nowhere. And they got away from Rockingham also because Fox didn't want to go there and NBC. You know, going away from these smaller places because of whatever, and they almost tried to kill Darlington in the process too. Uh, thank God they had it. It worked out. Now they're back where they belong on Labor Day weekend. It, to me, having more short tracks is a right move. ORP, IRP, whatever they call it anymore at Indianapolis. Raceway Park is would put on a better race with stock cars than Indianapolis Motor Speedway ever will, no matter what the aerodynamics, horsepower, whatever. There's like 45 – I think there's 45 people in the racetrack during the Xfinity race every single year, and that's including the – well, that's not including the pit pit crews and all that. So it's probably about 500 people at Indianapolis Motor Speedway, a place that on on, late, on Memorial Day can hold nearly 300,000 people. So it looks horrendous. Um, that would be a great addition. Nashville Fairgrounds might be the best thing that Bruton Smith or Marcus Smith has ever, his family has done for racing in a long time, is actually going to bring, if they can get that track back, because they've done so much to ruin try to ruin NASCAR with some of the moves that they've done and some of the tracks that they made. Uh, more short tracks, uh, to me, the the fact is they already know that Charlotte's bad, so they decided to make the Roval. I mean, granted, the Roval, I think, is a novelty. I don't think it's a great, to me, is a great thing to have stock cars basically trying to run on a street course, which they asked in that deal, uh, in that uh, survey. Uh, I don't think street course racing, they did it with ARCA, Des Moines, Iowa, I believe, back in the day. And there is one other place, and they did it in the Southwest Tour and at the LA, by the LA Coliseum. And that is one hilarious video to watch because of how bad the announcing was. Um, and how sad that, what the heck is his name, the guy who does the turn announcing for MRN looked back then too. But I'd, I'd say four road courses to me would be good. Um, yeah, you could get Indy cars. Yeah, you can get this. More short, short tracks, probably around 10 races at short tracks. I'd say get the Daytona 500 and what is the Winston 500, which is basically the um, whatever chase playoff uh, Talladega race. Less restrictor plate type or whatever they want to call it anymore because it's not restrictor plates anymore less races at those tracks because it's basically a lottery and it takes no talent really. Um, it's more about who's not going to wreck. And then we go from there and then build out the schedule from there. Make sure you have Darlington. Make sure you have one at Atlanta at least. Make sure you have one race at ACS um, and then go from there. Uh, Absolutely. That, that would yeah. be a start for me. Interesting. Spencer, another thing that was on that list, and I want to get your opinion on this because um, I know what you're sort of a, uh, a younger fan compared to me and Philip, um, and and that's week weekday races, weeknight races. Uh, so that's a race like you know Monday through Friday at night, 
Uh, it's been kicked around here for the last five years, and I don't. I never really thought it would gain a lot of traction. I thought it would be cool if we ran the um, the what was now what is now the Cook Zero Four Hundred, what was the Firecracker Four Hundred on July Fourth. I thought that would be cool to do that, uh, run it at night, you know, and 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 run it um, on July Fourth. I think it'd be awesome. This way, it's cool for the fans there, and it's on July Fourth, and it's something to do. I always thought that would be the one way they would do it, but it sounds like they might kick around this idea and do it a couple more times. Would you be interested in something like that where maybe a short track? I, I mentioned IRP. You know, IRP is a, or now it's called O'Reilly Raceway Park, excuse me. It's an interesting track. It's a short track. Uh, the trucks in the Xfinity ran there forever before they decided to bring the Xfinity Series to Indianapolis due to attendance issues, which was another disaster. But, um, I think if you run a cup series there and, and on a weeknight and then like a Thursday night and then go and, and run the big races at the big track on Sunday, I think it would be kind of a cool little whole weekend. Like, hey, we're going to run two races, a short track, which would get a lot of play, and then the Indianapolis race on Sunday. So um, maybe bundle the tickets somehow, a package like that. But anyway, um, what are your thoughts on weeknight races? Do you think it w- they would work? Uh, somebody who's, who's younger than us, um, you know – would you like that? I mean, what what are your thoughts on on weeknight races? I mean, I don't know if you would consider Friday a weeknight. I mean, it's close. I mean, everybody's off work, so why not? So the trucks obviously run on a weekday. They don't technically run on the weekend, but I don't have, I don't have a problem with it. I stay up late every night anyway. So I think the problem is they're not going to be able to do that is because people have to work. And they, like, you know, we all know NASCAR wants their attendance. And, um, yeah, I think it'd be fun. It'd be different. Um, but attendance is everything. If people aren't in the seats and they ain't making money, and that's a problem. So, and then, I mean, that answers that. And then, like, I don't know. I think, did you want me to answer about, like, the tracks they should do? Sure, that's fine. Yeah, if you want to dive into to your opinion on the schedule, um, you know, there's a couple of good short tracks actually down in your area, Spencer, where the Xfinity Gateway. Series used to run. Uh, you know, where the Xfinity Series used to run, which was New Smyrna back in the a long, long yep. time ago. Um, in the early '90s, you also mentioned Gateway. That's a track that a lot of people like in the Truck Series that could potentially grow. Uh, Iowa is another track. Yeah. What are your thoughts on on those? Do you want to see more short tracks? Do you like road courses? Hey. I know I'm in the minority on on not having a lot of road courses. I understand that completely. No, I, I I'm on your I'm on your page. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, I agree with you. If you want road course racing, go to a different series. NASCAR isn't. You don't. When you think of NASCAR, you don't think of road courses. That's for sure. You think of ovals and left turns. Uh, I think the roval is a dumb idea. I think it's. In my opinion, it's kind of stupid. I didn't like the race. I think Sonoma and Watkins Glen is perfect. That's all we need. I think those are two great road courses. I enjoy watching those races. Adding one in the playoffs, eh, I was I'm not so sure about that. Um, but, yeah, if they do, like, just say they came to New Smyrna, I feel like they would have to fit that in, you know, a weekend after the Daytona 500 or before, shuffle it up, but they want the Daytona 500 in the beginning. So, you know, everybody has their own cup of tea and whatever floats your boat. I mean, so in my eyes, less road courses, you know, I think the super speedways is fine, only two of them. So, um, Mm -hmm. 
yeah, pretty much just that's about it. Interesting. And, you know, you brought up a good point, Spencer, about this attendance on a weeknight race. Because, for sure, let's say they go to IRP, um, you know, it's different going to a, a – they'd have to do it, I think, in the summertime, first of all, because the kids are out of school then, and then you can kind of get away with it. But still, people work. I mean, I work – if if let's say they came to Pocono – uh, the Pocono doesn't have lights, so it's a moot point. But let's just say Pocono had lights and it was a short track or whatever. And I w- and I went to Pocono. I'd have to work on a Wednesday, and I'd have to work the next day on a Thursday. And it's kind of like, why would we do that? Like, but I think at the at the end of the day, what they're trying to do is they're realizing that um, a lot of people go to a lot of weeknight races during the season for all different kinds of racing. A, you know, if you go to a dirt track race, um, you know, down for example, down at Speed Weeks. Uh, Volusia County had all kinds of racing all every day of the week. Um, so all and that was during the week. Park too. Yeah, yeah, they all have all kinds of racing all over the country. Uh, Thursday night, Wednesday night races. And I think NASCAR sort of looks at that and goes, "Hmm, maybe we can do that." Plus, I think your TV uh, ratings will, might go up because you're in prime time. People flipping through the channels at seven o'clock at night on a Thursday, going, "Ooh, wow, what's this is a live race? Let's go! I want to see some racing. Uh, I'm fired up. I want to see it." So. Um, I definitely think that would boost the rating. So you'd kind of have to make it work that way. And I think that they're going to do that. Um, you know, and, and to go to a place like New Smyrna or something like that, that I, I was getting ahead of myself for sure. I mean, I think you need these tracks on the truck series schedule. If you're going to run them for at least five years, six years, get their infrastructure built up, bring in safer barriers. If you have to, um, and, and build these racetracks. And I think natural, so. Yeah. Right. Well, and that's the thing. You're right. And then the next step up would be trucks or ARCA or whatever NASCAR wants to do with that. Um, so I think it would be it, – it, it's just, to me, um, I, I want to see more short tracks. There's no doubt about that. And again, I've made my opinion clear on the road courses. I like two, maybe three. I under, The way I look at the, at the playoff road course races, if we have two in the regular season, we should have at least one in the playoffs. I think that would make sense. So I'm okay with three. But anything more than that, I mean, just see people sometimes go crazy with like 10, 10 road courses. I'm like, oh my gosh, how many road courses are we going to run? Uh, and yeah. it drives me nuts sometimes. But I definitely think uh, we we need more short tracks. I'm, I'm hoping Iowa gets a date. That'd be great. And, it, and the problem with Iowa is it's it's just so close to everything else. You know, you got Indianapolis there. You got a bunch of racetracks in that area, Kentucky. Um, so it's kind of sort of in that Midwest region where. Um, it's sort of saturated a little bit. Maybe we can move around the dates to make it not so saturated for Iowa. Uh, and a lot of people don't like the area around Iowa, which I think is the most absolutely uh, – I hear people saying, oh, Iowa can't host a cup race. It's not big enough. Newton, Iowa is not a big enough town. Martinsville, Virginia. That's all you need to hear, those those two words. Martinsville, Virginia has been hosting a cup race since 1949, and you're going to tell me we can't go to Newton, Iowa in 2019? Get out of here. Darlington, South most- Carolina. <laughs> right, exactly. Like, like wh- what? Like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And and when you bring that up to people, they're like, oh, I never thought of that. Why would you never think? Like, it's – it's. and I know these people, and most of them come from and – and I hate to say this, and this is going to sound really awful. But this comes from the drivers and I think the teams – which who want to go out on a, on a Saturday before the race on a Sunday, have a good dinner and, and kind of have stuff to do during the day, during the week there. Well, and, and maybe even the media members, hey, there's not much to do in Iowa. Oh, well, you're not there to, to have a good time at a race and can perform. So 
that's a pet peeve of mine when people talk about Iowa. We can't go there because it's the infrastructure. Newton, Iowa is not built up. I mean, come on. Seriously. That's unbelievable to me that people with Martinsville, Virginia, and Darlington, South Carolina on the schedule will worry about infrastructure. Newton, Iowa, why we can't go there for a cup. But anyway, before I get it, that's a pet peeve of mine, so I went nuts there. But um, I, I do think more short tracks. I'd like to see Iowa. Uh, listen, I'm a, I've been calling for Nashville for the truck series. I mean, this track in Nashville, I think, is an unbelievable racetrack. I, I watch races on there, the Xfinity Series races from the early or late 90s. I mean, it's just a great, great racetrack. The trucks definitely should go there. I hope we run the all-star race there. It would be tremendous, tremendous if we go in that direction. Nashville's a booming city. We're having a banquet there. Na- NASCAR wants to go to Nashville. It's country music. It's got all the ties you need there. There's no reason not to go to Nashville. Nashville is it. I want to see the Cup Series go there eventually as well. Um, so I, I'm all for more short tracks. I mean, uh, you could take a date away from Michigan for all I care. You could t- take a date away from uh, Kansas for all I care. You know, those two tracks, everybody's like, well, where are you going to get the racetracks from? Do we really need to go to Mi- Mi- Detroit, Michigan, or uh, Brooklyn, Michigan twice a year now? The, the, if we go there once a year, the manufacturers are still happy. Nobody shows up to that racetrack anymore. That that area was depleted uh, during during uh, the the recession. So, listen, there's plenty of times you can move around the schedule, but more short tracks for sure. Uh, I think all three of us can can totally agree with that on the schedule. Yeah. But Philip, I never got your opinion real quick on on the on the weeknight races because I think that's something that's very possible. From what I'm hearing from somebody who I'm I'm close with who uh, works pretty close to people in the business weeknight races could possibly be coming. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, do you like that as a, as a fan? Um, what are your thoughts? Yeah. I mean, what Spencer was talking about, you know, and what you talked about in terms of it having to be in the summer, uh, that's the, to the way to go and make the schedule work. If they're going to continue this thing where they have to run 36 races a year, which I think is way, it's fine. There's a lot of races. I will never turn down the opportunity to have more racing, but the reality is when NASCAR was on the upswing at their cup series itself, they had 28 races. When I first started watching this series, it was 27 races. And then they added New Hampshire in 93, the first full year I watched and that was 28 races. And since then, because of BZF and ISC and SMI, they've added, you know, all these big cookie cutters and whatever, and it got to 36 races. And to me, they don't need to run that much. And it's the same way as like, oh, now the truck series used to be 25 races, but then they ran at South Boston, they ran at Nashville, they ran at... Colorado, they ran at Pikes Peak, they ran Gateway, they ran all these different places that weren't with the Cup Series and they had their own identity. But that's a whole other point that I could go off on mm-hmm. a tangent myself. I t- um, I, I'm 100%, uh, Philip, I 100% agree with you on that. You know, and not yeah. to get on a, a completely different topic quick, but I just want to add this in here while you're touching on it. You know, that was my. That was my argument when people were like, well, Kyle Bush runs too much. You know, everybody runs. We used to run. Ex- uh, let me rephrase this. When when people would complain about Kyle Busch running Cup ser- or Xfinity Series races and Truck Series races, well, Mark Martin did the same thing in the 90s. True. Oh, yeah. But we, we only had like <laughs> 12 
companion races. We have 27 companion Xfinity Series races on a 33-race schedule, and Kyle Busch is running all of them. You're going to tell me that's good yeah. for the sport? I, 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 just, limiting it is good. I just want to say that, but keep yeah. on going with your point. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the way they had to in, install these limits if, for all these veteran cup guys, a.k.a. I, you could call it the Kyle Busch rule. Uh, because if they didn't have that rule, I assume he'd still run half to three quarters of the Xfinity races, and he'd run whatever half the truck races, and he would have gotten his 200 wins a couple of years ago if they hadn't instituted the rule. Uh, but there's a better way that doesn't you don't need a rule at all. It's called giving its schedule identity, giving each series its own identity. That maybe you wouldn't have this problem in the first place the fact that most of the teams that are in both the trucks and Xfinity series are basically cup teams started with Mark Martin. But then when you run three quarters of the schedule at these tracks at the same time as cup, it's just perpetuated. Uh, I going back to the original point. Sure. Because the fact is Tony does it with the, with Eldora on a Wednesday night in the middle of the summer. And it's, possibly or probably the most popular race of the season on the truck series schedule. Uh, sure. Doing it once a year or a couple of times, like once a month for the summer, starting in June, once the schools are let out basically, and at least on the East coast and in the Midwest, I think they let out in May, you know, it all depends on the area, but you could do like a, a June, July, August kind of weekday race at a short track or at some place that could accommodate it. I think Dover would be great doing that in terms of having a yeah, no lights there though. Yeah. They don't have lights. That would be a way. And it would, they would justify two dates. Um, mm-hmm. If they kept two dates, which I don't think is going to happen, but that's a whole other thing. That's where, you know, that's where you start experimenting. You start taking that opportunity it's, you have to move forward and you have to look at what the what the world is looking for and the short attention span society we live in, which is why the lengths of races is a problem and mm-hmm. all these other things. Um, I, 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 at the end of the day, I'm open to everything. I'm open to whatever, but, but it, it, as long as it, it makes sense, at yeah. least for the guys, for the guys that actually have to grind, you know, on the, on the track, you know, the, the real guys, the ones that have to actually do the, the you know, drive the trucks and have to work on the cars and those things. Like, you know, if it means more time later in the year or before earlier in the year for them to be with their families, I, I think it would be a plus. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. 917-889-8280, Talking Circles, Clayton Cole, Philip Matthews, Spencer Cowan. I want to stay on this topic because I have a couple more questions. Uh, you talked about Tony Stewart, Philip bringing um, the Mud Summer Classic, whatever it's called now, uh, the Eldora Dirt Derby uh, on a weeknight race in the summertime. That race is interesting because here's, here's what I think. You know, a lot of people talk about cups, the Cup Series going to dirt. Uh, every time we, that race comes up, it's a topic of conversation. We need to put the Cup Series on dirt. We need to put the Cup Dude, Series on dirt. ARCA does it. ARCA does it. Trucks do it. Spencer, I'm gonna get. I want to get your opinion on that. Do you think, you know, let's let's hypothetically say it's a it's a weeknight race 
And I think some of these weeknight races might be short races. I think it would be cool to have like a 200-lap race at IRP and call it a day and say, you know what, we're going to do a, a – uh, and, and, and that's it. You know, and then run a, a real 400-mile race. These weeknight races are sort of like a short burst. Maybe give um, – you know, obviously there's points and everything that goes in, but uh, only one stage points instead of two stage points, et cetera, et cetera. We're getting ahead of ourselves. But how do you feel, Spencer, about a Cup Series race on dirt? There's a lot of aspect. remember, there's a lot of aspects to keep in mind there. You know, they're going to have to build new race, just race cars just for dirt like they do in a truck series. They're going to have to, you know, if they do it the way the truck series do it, these cup teams pay their pit crews a lot, a lot of money. And they're not going to be, act, they're not going to be able to use their pit crews uh, and changing tires. So that's something to keep in mind as well. Um, what are your thoughts on, on potentially a cup down the line? I don't think it's going to be uh, in 2021, but maybe if, if the weeknight races are a hit, and they shorten the races a little bit. People are going to point and say there's no reason why we can't go to the dirt. What do you think about Cup down the line there, Spencer, running on the dirts? I mean, a weeknight dirt track uh, race, I mean, who doesn't like that? If I mean, in my eyes, if you are a race fan, you love dirt track racing. Um, if, I had the ch- if I had the chance to go to the Chili Bowl, I'd go to the Chili Bowl. I just hate flying, so that's probably why I haven't gone yet. Um but, I mean, yes, like you brought up a lot of good points. It's, you know, they pay their pit crews a lot of money and they're just going to sit on a wall. Or you just, you know, I know this is going to be kind of – but when they sign a new contract, just say, you know, one week you're off and you're not working and you, you don't get paid for that. Um, but, I mean, I think it'd bring a lot, a lot of – I don't want to say new race fans, but somewhat new race fans to come like just – pure dirt track racing fans could come and enjoy NASCAR at the same time. I don't know. Um, but there's a lot of guys in our cup series that dirt track race, uh, or in all three series that dirt track race. So I'm all for it. Put some dirt tires on it and put them out on Eldor and see what happens. And if it doesn't work, then you, you know, just take it out of the schedule. But I know it's easier. It's harder said than done, but, um, in my eyes, I say, let's do it. It would be wild to watch Kyle Larson in a cup-modified dirt car going out there against Christopher Bell because this will be the year on the road. I mean, that'd be, in a cup car. Yeah, that'd be wild. That'd be wild. How about you, Philip? I mean, I'm not sure your stance on dirt and everything. Um, what are your thoughts? Because I, I'll tell you, I'm on the fence. You know, I, I like the fact that we run the dirt race in, in the truck series. I think it's a cool, unique, different type of racetrack. Uh, different type of race, and, and I feel like sometimes we get a little too excited, and then all of a sudden it's like, well, let's run 50 dirt races. And when we run 50 dirt races, it's like, well, now these dirt races aren't exciting anymore, so why are we running the dirt races? Um, I don't want to get like where we're too spoiled, but I think it would be something I would certainly entertain. Uh, again, this is different than anything the Cup's done since the 1970s, even the 60s. They were on a dirt race, and I can't remember, yeah. probably before – uh, Winston came in in 71. Yeah, so, before the modern uh, era. Yeah, so you'd be throwing it back a little bit to dirt. Um, you know, and I think, would you think it would help give NASCAR a little bit more legitimacy? I mean, right now, in, in with with a lot of the stuff going on with stages and the sort of pay-to-race kind of mantra that's in this in this sport now, I think for hardcore race fans and a lot of dirt people, especially a lot of dirt fans, um they look at it as, well, NASCAR is sort of a gimmick. And I think it would put, sort of put NASCAR back on the on those fans' radar a little bit because they'd say, hey, 
you know, they're actually coming to dirt tracks and uh, it'd be cool to see. So, you know, maybe a guy like Casey Kane would come out of the woodworks again. Tony Stewart might come back and say, I'll run a dirt race in NASCAR. It'd be a cool, cool event. I think there's a lot to do with that. Um, a lot of, of, you know, it has to be different than the truck series. I think just cause we have more race teams, you have to have 36 instead of 32. And I don't even know if they run 32 at outdoor, but, um, what are your thoughts on that, Philip? On on the dirt racing uh, potentially um, later down the line? Yeah, I mean, the, I mean, both brought up great points. The I love I love as I said earlier, I love all kinds of racing. I, I love the world of outlaws. Some of the I went to New Egypt Speedway here in New Jersey and had an absolute blast watching. Donnie Schatz and Steve Kinzer and Tony Stewart. This is back before he got his his injury, his leg injury. And that was like the best he had run in forever. And I'm like, oh, man, he's driving better in a sprint car than he is in a cup car. And this is back in like 13. And driving a four-tenth sprint car around any racetrack is, is like beast mode. And to me, bringing cup back, that, that would be a way like what you're saying, you know, bringing it back, you know, back to the future kind of thing going and saying, oh, let's go to Knoxville Raceway and let's go run a freaking cup race at Knoxville Raceway. You want to talk about that place selling out? They don't have a problem selling out the Knoxville Nationals. They wouldn't have a problem selling that one out or selling out Eldora. It would, by doing it at Eldora, you'll lose out Tony Stewart running, but you can get Kane or you can get all these other people. And I mean, the the amount of the fan, the fan, the just the sheer amount of uh, excitement that would come from that is, I don't think they understand how it's immeasurable. ARCA runs flat one mile dirt tracks and it's, you know, whatever. Um, They've been doing it for years and years and years and it works. And they could run, they could run DuCoin instead of running Chicagoland Speedway. And they'd probably have a sellout. I'm going to be a better race than they ever get at Chicagoland Speedway. Uh, I forget the other dirt dirt track they run um, in the Arca series, but the reality is it's two mile flat dirt tracks. And the long story short, you bring more, you do dirt, you bring short tracks, more short tracks back that they used to run at. You know, Thompson, Connecticut, they used to run in the Cup series. Oh, that'd be a cool track. That's a modified, you know, standout track. And there's there's so many tracks all over this country that put on shows during the week and have great, great uh, fanfare. You talk about the Wall Stadium, which is where MTJ and his dad and came from. You know, his dad came Ray from Everham and, too. And Ray Everham, too. And I mean the pouches and all these. I mean the Flemington, the old Flemington Speedway. I mean, it, it, there's yeah. so you talk about these tracks and it brings up history and it brings back. There's all this passion and and it's something that the sport really lacks. It, it lacks the passion and it lacks it, yeah. the 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 hunger that it used to have, you know, that's why Darlington, why everyone makes such a big deal about the throwback weekend at Darlington, because that brings back all these memories and brings back all the fields and all that stuff. That's why it matters so much. And it's why it needs to be like that. Yeah. It's gotten like 
it's almost like it would be a throwback because you're not as corporized, corporate-ted eyes. I don't even know if that's a word, but not as corporate, really, at the end of the day. Yeah. Uh, you know, you look at these racetracks you go to now, they're all monstrosities, most of them. I mean, Daytona, wonderful racetrack, Spencer. You know how much I love Daytona. I get excited to go there. But it's it's still mind-boggling when you walk into that place like, wow, what this place started at, what it was when I first started going there 15 years ago. You're like, wow, that it's it's amazing they, the $400 million they threw into that place. It's amazing. Yeah, I, it's and hard to believe. It is. It really is hard. Still, every time I drive by that, I'm like, man, I think and, – and do I love it? Yes, but I miss that hometown feel a little bit. And let me tell you something. It's great to sit in the stands. You remember, Spencer, we used to sit in there, and, and it was so so tight. You had no metal room seat. at all. Metal seats. Yes. It was It was, you know, like from, from the 1950s. Yeah, it was terrible, and they've widened the seats and given more legroom, which thank goodness they've done that because uh, it, it's that part of it is wonderful. But when you're on the outside, you sort of miss that like hometown feel a little bit. And here's something else, guys, and, and I'm trying to get on – I know I got on a lot of topics tonight, but it's fun to have a conversation sort of throwing stuff out there and seeing if it sticks. Another thing, and here's something that I think maybe going to a dirt track would do a little bit better is – you know, we used to have these guys and a lot of these drivers who would go to their hometown racetracks and say, I'm going to try and make, uh, let's say, you know, if I live in Maryland, I'm, I'm a Maryland short track racer. I'm going to go to Dover, buy a race car, go to Dover and go and, and try and make uh, the cup race at Dover. Now, we're a long, long, long way from that now. But how about a truck series race? You know, we saw I always liked when Go Fast Racing hired like Eddie McDonald and a couple of other guys in New England, the New England short trackers, and run them up at Loudon, New Hampshire. Now, they had a lot to learn, and, and it was, Cup Series was a lot different. And they didn't run great, but they oh, it was always nice to see them. And when you heard them get cheered, you know, Eddie McDonald, you had, yeah, you know, you, you had a, a lot of fan base there. And it was just these guys living their dreams out by running a Cup Series race. Um, and, and they deserve it by, by sticking out there. And I think it would be cool to – and that's what we miss. You know, I've always said this with the pay drivers and all this kind of stuff is the dream uh, is, is, you know, these guys who have worked there and not that these kids and the, and these guys who are great in the cup series, not that they um, haven't worked hard and stuff like that, but it's, you know, you always had those one-off guys or, or somebody who would just go up there and just try to make it f- for their dream. And if it was just sort of vilifying because you'd say, Hey, um, if I work hard enough, I can make the I can make the Cup Series, and you make the Cup Series. You're like, wow, here I am in the Cup Series, running against guys like Jeff Gordon back in the day, you know, Dale Earnhardt, Rusty Wallace, Bill Elliott, Ricky Rudd, all those guys, and I got to run against them. So, um, I think that it would be cool to see, sort of like, you know, Thompson Speedway has. You brought up Philip. They have weekly races there, and and have the weekly track champion get an Xfinity or Truck Series ride there would be awesome to see because you're like. That gives that guy not only notoriety, but it, it, it lets him live his dream. And I think that's something that, you know, when you look at, at NASCAR, it's like, you know, if I'm a nine-year-old kid and I want to be a race car driver, and I say to my dad, hey, I want to go to the Cup Series, they're going to sit there and go, huh, do you have $10, 15000000 million? Because that's what it's going to cost to get you up there between all the years of racing and all that kind of stuff. And it would it never used to be like that. It was still a lot of money, but not as much as it is today. So. Um, I think going to the shorter track races, the shorter races, short track races, that would go a long way in sort of bringing back um, the dream to these to NASCAR for sure. What are your thoughts on on anything we've talked about tonight, um, Philip? Uh, do you think that that's an an idea there that that maybe you know you see like a a, 
a dirt track racer going, running a dirt racer, somebody from Thompson Speedway, uh, or a modified guy running in, in trucks or Xfinity, you think that would help NASCAR sort of get back into the relevance of, of some of these fan bases? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I remember, you know, the ARCA series, when they, the ARCA 200, you could literally, you only had to make a couple of changes, like a carburetor change and a couple other aerodynamic changes, and you could literally run the same car in the ARCA 200 and then go run the Daytona 500. That used to be a thing, you know, and uh, hence why there was bigger fields. Uh, the cars were similar, which is why I guess ARCA and, and the K&N series are going to basically merge into one here after this year. Uh, giving these opportunities, like those, there's, there's a, the whatever Hills Brothers coffee deal back, I don't know, about 14, 15 years ago or something like that. That's where, you know, you ran the local short tracks or you ran certain thing and then you won and that's where David Rudiman came out and ran a Joe Nemechek Exxon Bush car back then and made his debut and there's things like that you know there there like that what is it Everham had had a deal with sponsors and he got all these like northeast guys and one of the guys that ran for him at that time was some guy named Paul Wolf was a decent driver in his day and then mm-hmm. he realized he wasn't so good and then he became a crew chief and now he's a champion crew chief you know like that those things don't exist anymore because i think in large part because nascar insists on having entitlements for everything they have the official butt wipe of nascar they have the official butt you know itch cream of nascar everything is a is a is a entitlement so you're taking away the opportunity of some of these brands or companies and because they're so centric towards the cop or there's they don't they don't want to give those opportunities out it it's moved away from what built the sport and that's why there's the beef and that's why so many fans like yourself and myself you know feel kind of aggrieved by how the sport has moved uh, away and they don't it's like okay fine now they've kind of sort of copped to screwing the pooch for 15 years but now it's kind of, it's to me it's kind of like how IndyCar had their split and they've basically have never recovered and I don't know if they ever really will it's right. kind of the same thing here how are you going to recover the people you alienated to possibly make a better sport or better thing here in the next couple of years, you know, but those are some of the ideas we talked about today and hopefully in future episodes, I think are, is a step in the right direction now, whether any of them hear it, hopefully they do. uh, But that's the way we need to be going. For sure. Final word, Spencer on the, uh, on the schedule and everything that you want to see here before we we, uh, end the show tonight. I mean, as of now, you know, like, I don't have a, like, I'm not saying I hate the schedule or that it sucks or anything, you know, it's racing and that's what we love to watch is racing. But yeah, I mean, a change is obviously a good thing. You know, everybody wants to change. You don't want to watch the same schedule over and over and over. You want to see a twist and who knows? I mean, you put a certain track in there and like I said, some people are a fan of uh, like Gateway and people 
you know, people around that area will go to Gateway and watch NASCAR. So everybody gets a taste of NASCAR. But, yeah, why not? We can make a change to it. And if it doesn't work out, then you can always change it. For sure. 917-889-8280 if you want to join Talking Circles. Uh, you like our Facebook page, like us on Twitter as well. Uh, be sure to, to do that if you're listening and you like what you hear tonight. Uh, we got a page on Facebook. we got a page on Twitter. We always post stuff there all day um, and, and, and talk NASCAR if you want to talk NASCAR. Talk any kind of racing, really, if you want to talk any kind of racing. When the Indy 500 uh, comes around, we always talk about that as well. So uh, something to keep in mind uh, as May comes around here. And I'm sure Philip uh, has a lot to talk about when it comes to the Indianapolis 500. Um, so not to, to sort of bring it all back here, guys, uh, to 2019 um, in, in Las Vegas. You gave your picks earlier, but uh, final picks here on the cup race. Uh, you know, we talked about the Xfinity and trucks. Final pick on the cup race. Um, it's such a wild card. It really, really is. It's, it's a crazy um, – it's going to be a crazy weekend because we're not sure what's going to happen. Uh, you know, it could be anybody's race, uh, hypothetically. Um, but I, I believe – uh, a big time. You're gonna see it's gonna be a big time Cup Series race. I don't think you're gonna see like David Reagan pull off a win this week, or a uh, Bubba Wallace pull off a win this week. I don't think the package is gonna change that much. But um, I still think you're gonna see the bigger teams sort of grasp this sooner than the smaller teams, just by because they have the engineers and all the technology behind them. Um, but who do you think, Philip? Who's your who's your guy to win this race here at Las Vegas on Sunday? I. I mean, I'd play whatever I had a fantasy game. I'd pick Brad in that one. I don't want to go and do that. I, In this case, even though I, I do believe he's a, a favorite, I, I saw something on uh, Facebook earlier. Kurt Busch is throwing back to his days of when he won the Southwest Tour Championship in the Star Nursery uh, number 70, uh, more famously driven by Chris Trickle. And he's going to be driving a Star Nursery uh, Chevy. So personally, because I kind of want to see that car made, and I want to see that diecast made, and I'd probably buy one. I'm going to go and pick Kurt Busch in the one car after he had a great run at Atlanta, third place finish, and solid start to the season with Ganassi. To see that car and all the the emotion that would be involved in that, I think it would be pretty cool to see uh, yeah. Kurt Busch, and also because I know that he's always wanted to win in Vegas. I think it would be big for a home. Yeah, it'd be cool. Hey, Spencer, your guy has in the, been in the news a lot here the last couple of days. So made some comments about Hendrick Motorsports, quote-unquote, cheating, had to retract Shocked and apologize. Uh, last year, last 60 seconds of the show, uh, what are your thoughts on, on Las Vegas and who's going to win, and, and are you worried about any repercussion from Hendrick Motorsports, if you're a Kyle Larson fan. I mean, all he did was pretty much insult the team. He, I mean, if they want to be like that, and I don't want to say they're going to go out and mess with him a little bit, but if you want to wreck a guy over a, a comment, well, then I hope Kyle Larson grows a pair, and I hope he dumps them the next week. But yeah, I'm not saying it's just because he ran so well and I know Atlanta's a lot different than Vegas, but Larson had a really fast car. He did. And, I mean, we'd be stupid, or I'd be stupid not to say that he has a great shot at Las Vegas. I mean, uh, so he is my driver, and he ran so well at Atlanta, but, I mean, he's obviously a good one. And, honestly, 
throw anybody with the top team up there and let's just go at it. But if they want to take that comment to something like that, well, then I, then I, I'm ready for it. I hope Larson just goes out there and retaliates back if they want to do anything like that. So I'm going to go Martin Tricks Jr. guys. And it's going to be interesting to see. I'm sure Rick was not very happy with Larson's comments this week. Thanks to Spencer Cowan. Thanks to Philip Matthew. And thanks to everybody for listening to Talking Circles. We'll see you next time. Good night.